Evening, Mr. Finley. Mr. Finley, how are you? I think we're a little loud, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Turn us down. Hmm. Sound check now. Hey, summer's coming, man. Oh, yeah, you can tell by the sweat on my face. <laughs> I was making his own gravy over here. Hello. I'm watching the gravy being made, man. Mm, it's coming for you, dude. It's coming for you. Uh, well, <sighs> all um, right. Tonight, tonight we're talking about the uh, the great Grace Kelly. The Grace Kelly. The Grace Great Kelly. Princess Grace of Monaco. Eventually. Yes. Oh, eventually. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Got there. Yeah. What do you know about her? What do I know about her? Well, um, shoot. I'm going to be honest. Not a hell of a lot. I, I would uh, say I've always held the opinion that she was like one of those. Um, she, 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 she had that fortunate fucking life. I mean, despite the yeah. ending that happened, of course. But yeah. Well, she had a what a what a fucking life. She didn't have that, yeah, that long. Ending was home. kind of a bummer, kind of a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, but at the same time, it played into her myth. Now, her myth is bigger than she was, you know. Uh, although she was pretty big at the end. If you ever seen photos of her in like nineteen eighty, uh, well, did you hear she was so big? She was like on the ma- she was on the she was also on like how, the wait, radio. How big was she? <laughs> no, no, she was on the radio. Also, the dashboard and the steering wheel. Oh, oh <laughs> I heard she had. Um, she had dandruff. Uh-huh. He found her head and shoulders. In the bushes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. No, of course, tragic, tragic ending. She didn't ending, have right? that long a career in Hollywood. No. She didn't live long enough to make a lot of mistakes in Hollywood. Yeah, no, that's true. So she's got that going for her, definitely. Like I said, she's kind of a, she's a little blessed in that sense. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk. Yeah, she's got the Hendrix thing, right? Like yeah, four years, died four albums, right all genius. In this case, she didn't die. She got to go to Monaco and be a fucking... Be a, be the you know the princess. It started out a little slow. Like I, like I remember the, the first the earliest film I've ever seen her in. We're not going to talk about it's High Noon. I mean we won't talk about that today. But she mm-hmm. plays um, the the sort of new bride of Gary Cooper. Right. Um, nothing much to say about her there. No, no. Um, she's good. She's uh, she's she can be. She has that quality of being innocuous when she needs to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in Hollywood, you know, I have to say, like in of all of her movies, I think her, the the one that I the persona that I think is most her is when yeah. she's playing for Hitchcock. Okay, we'll get into that like, for sure. Like, if you look at Rear Window, like that, mm-hmm. like arch, sna- arch, sassy, sexy, sophisticated. That's what you think of when you look at her normally, yeah. right? Yeah, just so, looking at her, right? Yeah, that's just that's just your snap judgment of her. And she played, she played. That was her strength. That's what she played a lot of as a rule. Yeah, well, see, that's what's kind of interesting. So, so, and then so then she was in, I think, Magambo after that with Clark Gable, right. and I want to say Susan Hayward. It was a, a remake of one of his own films from the thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, nothing big there. So, I don't, fifth, I don't, let me ask you this: Did she grow into it to be in a? Was she a great actress? Yes. You think so? Well, I'll I'll talk Let's about talk about that. Okay, okay. Well, so I'm going to say this. So 19 that's 52, 53. 1954 is like the year mm-hmm. of Grace Kelly. That's Grace Kelly's year, man. So right. you you mentioned Rear Window, and she plays Lisa mm. in Rear Window, and it's it, it, if you get nothing else from Rear Window, it's that iconic weird slow motion kiss she does to wake up Jimmy yep. Stewart, who is mm. for some reason. The boyfriend she's crazy about <laughs> in Rear Window. It is. It is almost. Yeah. It, it is it magnificent. Makes no sense. And it probably that and and um, another uh, movie that she was fine in, but not amazing. To Catch a Thief in '55 with sure. Cary Grant. Absolutely. Um, that that sort of taps into her. Like you know, I, I think she was born in upper class Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I want to say, and this is wrong, of course, the Barbizon Hotel for models, but there's so, something like Barbizon. Barbizon's a cheesy modeling company, but it's something right. like that. Right. And lots of which um, probably wasn't cheesy back then. But yeah. I don't think it was Barbizon. But it's something like that in New York, where, where sure. it was like she was a, um, like Lauren right. Bacall being being um, Lauren Bacall was like tapped at eighteen, like to be a beautiful model, and mm-hmm. and and grew up in wealth, and just sort of transitioned into to Hollywood royalty. Right. 
Um, Grace Kelly did, and then of course the real, then the real actual royalty. So you got that. But then we have um, <laughs> two other movies in 1954, and and the first one we're going to talk about is a as a Hitchcock film, mm-hmm. and it's Dial M for Murder. for Murder. Fuck. Yeah, you know what's funny is I've always considered this like one of my. F- favorites like maybe peeking into the top five or six of Hitchcock I really always enjoyed it but watching it this time I saw some sides to it I had not really noticed before because Uh I was thinking about talking about it okay sure yeah so so, you know I I don't know I mean we can talk about the plot in a minute but but suffice to say that that it really is um a classic sort of um, British drawing room, you know, stage um, play. Right, right, right. It's Hitchcock, and you can tell it's it's, it's what's going to become classic Hitchcock later on. There's those you see those elements coming on in it, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't read as hardcore a Hitchcock movie as like North by Northwest does or it, something like that. Yeah, it reminds it's me more of Rear Window of Rope actually. Yeah, exactly. Sense, right? It's kind of a quieter, and, and you're right. There's a quality of the British uh, drawing room about. Yeah, it. and it's a sta- it's it's obviously <laughs> adapted from a stage play. It's it's mm. almost entirely. On the set of the small apartment in London, right, almost exclusively there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and by the way, I do want to point it gets made, it gets remade later on by Gwyneth Paltrow in a terrible fucking movie. no way. Yes, sir. What's it called? Uh, perfect Murder. So, perfect Murder. Perfect Shitstorm. Ooh, Let's go. Let's okay, go so back. so um, the thing I want to say about Grace Kelly in this initially is that she is what saves the film from not working, I think, in my opinion. Mm. So so we have, like, Robert Cummings, who's in it, who, he's in one of my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movies, one that's rarely talked about called Saboteur from uh, 1943, yeah. where he mm-hmm. plays opposite Priscilla Lane. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ray Milland. Uh, mm-hmm. who's, who's <laughs> the man in, who did lose his head and shoulders in a bush later on, very famously. Did he? I yeah. Not famous to me. What happened? Oh, well, he was in the... Uh, Oh my god! I'm now I'm going to find out I'm fucking wrong. Wasn't he in the? Uh, the wasn't he in the um, Twilight Zone movie? The one who got his head chopped off? Yeah, it's Vic. Uh, Vic, Vic Morrow. Morrow. Okay, yeah, I knew it was going to. Wow, <laughs> I turned into an asshole halfway through there. Turned into. Uh, so oh. so here's so Ray Milland and and Robert Cummings both have the Cummings or Cummings both have the same quality, and it's this. Um, they are both stiffs yes. who are also charming. Mm-hmm. And that's two-thirds of a Cary Grant or George Clooney cocktail. <laughs> the, the third element, of course, which makes Clooney Clooney and, uh, and Grant great. Grant, is they also have like a self-deprecating sense of humor. Right. Which Cummings They're enjoyable to watch. and Raymond Lenz certainly do not have. Yeah, they don't. And I like each of them. I like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that Robert Cummings plays well as that stiff with charm on his own. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that um, Raymond Land does in, in movies like The Lost Weekend and, and later on. Um, and like that's a father and love story, but right. but the but you can't have two of them no in the no. same movie, and they kind of wash each other out in this movie. Hmm. I can go with you on that. I would have to say the two characters that have always sort of shown in that movie for me, mm-hmm. the two people. Uh, one of course is the Grace Kelly character, and then there's the British inspector. Yes, who's kind of kind of a caricature, but but a, but but the kind of caricature you kind of want to exist. Of a British mustache, by yeah, the way. wonderful mustache, <laughs> great upper crust British accent. This is the kind of British guy you want to exist. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, I mean, it's it's. I think it it relies more heavily than many films on the sort of happenstance and the sort of like um, um, loosely uh, um, associated people who are willing to sort of you know, a la like strangers on a train. Similar to that in many um, respects. Yeah. So, so you have Raymond Land, who's again is sort of mysteriously married to a, a seemingly doting um, 
yeah. Grace Kelly. The fucking beautiful woman. What are you doing, dude? Also, the unbelievable storyline mm-hmm. that he's just retired from tennis. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like a carrier racket. Uh, if you want to think about other movies that have kind of gone into it, I would say Gaslight has a quality to this, too. Uh, Charles Boyer. Yeah, Charles Boyer and uh, what's her name? Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Well, uh, by the way, speaking so Ingrid Bergman and, and Grace Kelly, I think, also got the following bad rap. They were beautiful women who were known, uh, Mary Astor, too, who were known to like sex. And and mm-hmm. I think in some ways they mm-hmm. all kind of suffered for it. I mean, Ingrid, uh, Ingrid Bergman famously suffered for it, sort of being exiled from Hollywood for about 10 right, years. Right, um, right. But Grace Kelly is sort of apparently, I was reading that she kind of got a lot of shit for it too. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of like she was the the, the Hollywood slut. And it wow. was just kind of ridiculous. Anyway. so I, I'm betting she wasn't. I'm betting she wasn't even fucking close to the room. Really? Yeah, I'm just going to go out there. I'm sure she was. I mean, I'm sure she was a woman who enjoyed <laughs> sex. She seemed like she would. Yeah. She's got that quality about her. She's got a sexuality about her, but I'm sure somebody else was beating her like on that fucking. Okay. Anyways, so so anyway, so what it is about her is that um, in in her that sort of Hitchcockian state, I think she is, I think, more the girl next door than what Hugh Hefner ever could have um, uh, wished for yeah. in a sense, and she's mm-hmm. she's got that sort of like. I think below the surface, kind of you you think maybe sexuality, mm-hmm. um, but she's very very charming yeah. and good and a little naive and a little bit smart, a little glib and beautiful. But yeah, she's, she's yeah she's she's a polished yeah she's a polished gem. So 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 the fact that she is sort of the object, and I don't just mean like the sexual object or object of beauty, but mm-hmm. the object of the sort of plot here, right? Of of the murderer. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I think is what keeps it together because I think that Meland and um, Cummings would drag it down. Okay. Am I thinking on it? Okay. I, I don't really know that I have an argument there. I never thought of it in those terms. So, so the, the essence of this really is that um, Meland is married to Grace Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we see early on that Grace Kelly, an old friend of Grace Kelly, who's a mystery writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Robert Cummings is an American who's, who's aboard the Queen Mary and he's going to, you know, Swing in, visit swing into London and visit, and she's yeah. sort of going to pass him off as an old friend. But mm-hmm. we soon realize that they actually were sort of old lovers, and right. maybe he wants to continue being lovers. So he's maybe she's to see not one hundred percent averse to the concept. Maybe she's not. In any event, he's her husband looking. is onto the is onto the, sh- he's the charade. Totally, and onto. he is not. He's he's not a fan of that, but he's not a fan of a lot of things you get because they uh, she he Robert Cummings had sent her letters and she had burned them all after reading them except mm-hmm. for one sort of like very special letter where maybe he'd asked her to like leave her husband and marry him right, and, right. and sort of had like never all, did find out the, the particulars but there. she held on to that letter and mm-hmm. that letter was and inside her handbag was stolen at some point right and what we come to find out is that her husband stole it had in fact stolen it he yes. knew it and and was sort of <laughs> testing her initially by mm-hmm. bribing her. Right. By saying, look, I have a copy of this letter. Here are some lines from the letter. Send me such and such. So she had given into it, thereby demonstrating that she wasn't, she would do anything not to tell her husband. Right. Which only sort of stoked the, uh, the you know. Uh, I'm going to go out of here. If you, like, that's like somebody getting like somebody else's Facebook account, like, you know, mm-hmm. in a couple or something like that. Yep. That's just, the moment you start making that kind of an effort, you're asking for trouble in your marriage. Yeah, I you're guess done. So. Yeah, you're it's true. Done. Just what are you divorce. doing for? Yeah, fair enough. So, oh, you mad, mad, fucking set up a set up a murder now. Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does. So he does. So and in this other sort of <laughs> complex, you know, series of events, there's an old sort of like distant classmate that he remembered from right. college who'd sort of been trouble, who'd, who'd been in some larceny at the time. A ne'er-do-well, a nice British ne'er-do-well. A ne'er-do-well. 
else. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, under the, the premises of, of buying a car from him, he gets him to swing by the apartment and mm-hmm. sort of blackmails him into, in a way into into killing Grace Kelly. Again, back to Strangers on a Train. Very similar in that respect. And 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 I don't know that we need to say much more about the film except that. Um, I believe they say the, the murder goes sideways. And yes. the plot thickens. And the plot thickens. It gets Hitchcockian. <laughs> and, and it's charming. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a very very charming film. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the things. I mean, the, that the casting was a bit of a drag for me. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to find how many bad match cuts that that Hitchcock made. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, well, like I said, this guy's this turning off a this, lamp. This the next is... scene, he's in his car. I mean, it's very. Uh... Mm. Like I said, this movie has not. The, it doesn't really feel like a classic Hitchcock movie. No, it doesn't. If I didn't know it was Hitchcock, I wouldn't have known it was Hitchcock. For instance, very good. Know? There have been other movies that I thought were more Hitchcock that weren't, in fact, him. Like Midnight yep. Lace is one of those, right? You know, which is a, which is actually a remake of Gaslight. Am I wrong? Uh, it's it's got quality. It's Ish. similar to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not quite, but yeah. So so like I said, yeah, like it's not it's not a perfect Hitchcock vehicle, but it's a pretty good Grace Kelly vehicle. I, that's why I don't mind talking about this Hitchcock movie in the mm-hmm. context of of a Grace Kelly episode because right. it is a kind of her movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, all the empathy falls on her. She is all the protagonist yeah. um, in a film that could have numerous protagonists, um, and she does a fine job um, playing to your sympathies. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good place to start because that film um, has her doing a fine job. But if you don't mind us transitioning to our second film, which is also 1954's The Country Girl. She did that in the same fucking year? Same year. God dang. As that and Rear Window. Paying attention to that. Oh shit. What a year. Yeah, what a year. Jesus. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, so The Country Girl. I've never seen it before until until, uh, until the last last night or the day before. I'm going to tell you this. The first time I saw The Country Girl Mm -hmm. was one of the first times I was ever hung over in high school. Boy, was I hung over. Let's watch this movie. (laughs) How appropriate. (laughs) Come back, little Shiva Country Girl. This is a movie. um, It stars um, Bing Crosby, who's sort of famously oftentimes refused to put himself as first billing. He had this rule that he wanted to be second or third billing, so really? he, he couldn't get all the blame. Oh. Um, but he, I guess he had to take first billing here. Um, <laughs> that lends itself well to this movie. Well, and William Holden wow. takes third billing and Grace yeah. Kelly is second billing. So, so it, you know, it's New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the, the it's theater. Clifford, it's based on the Clifford Odette yeah, great, uh, great play. Call. Playwright, uh, and every every playwright in New York in the fifties at some point does a meta play about making plays. Meta play, very right. good. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a so it's a movie about these guys who are making a play, mm-hmm. and that started off as a play about these people making a play. And that's very good, very cool. So the, the noise is off. Let's go. <laughs> so um, so Holden is is a producer. Essentially, or, yes. co- or no, no, he's, he's a, a director. director. Sorry, yeah, he's a director. He's like an up and coming hotshot director. He's... They've got this ridiculous. I cannot figure out what would be popular about this. Like the corn is green. I have no musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got a hold of the strange play musical thing. I uh, yeah, again, they, they've just fired. Baffling why it would have been. A good they've movie. just fired their lead. They're going to open in a few, like a month or something. Mm-hmm. They've just fired their lead. They're in desperate sort of you know straits to to get a replacement. Right. And Holden wants um, oh. being. Go ahead. Go no, no. Go ahead. Holden want Bing, wants Bing Crosby's well, character. He more than, <laughs> go ahead. More than that, he's got like a bone. He's got like some kind of weird boner that, that kind of never kind of. They never really explain it adequately why he has such a boner and needs to get this one actor to play this role. He'd because seen him this, as a this, kid. This, I, mean, yeah, I guess they say that, yeah. and then maybe that's it. You know, you, but the characters are so sort of jaded. You wonder if that's even true. Anyways, um, but anyway, so and and Bing Crosby, meanwhile, is a down on his luck actor. He's he's been he's had his peak. He's passed his peak. 
Uh, and, and everyone it, knows it. Like he's been out of the business for a while. He's cutting like basically like jingles, jingles and commercials. Right, he right. was once a great sort of like Lee, you know Artie yeah, Lee, Shaw type. We're Lee. talking Broadway plays, musical, big big deals. So yeah. yeah, he was. He had been a big deal. He had been a big no fucking, fucking deal. Long that fucking cross was a goddamn reason, big deal. He was for some reason. Uh, William Holden's character wants to make a make make a big deal play and wants this guy to be in it. Let's he, get this guy to audition. He almost he almost he almost assassinates the it's last a big guy deal, to, get, that Crosby. to get Bing Crosby. Get that boy in here. So he does. So Bing Crosby comes And he's in. fighting the fucking producer the whole time on this. And he auditions and he does, a, I guess, a pretty good audition. And as soon as he finds out, what, what I'm in a little bit in the dark here, Bernie. What's this Ooh. part for? And it's, it's the lead to this play. We're going right. to take to Boston and into New York. <laughs> you can see immediately that Bing Crosby <laughs> is like about to Freaking fall Freaking the fuck out. Yeah. What the fuck? And Shouldn't have blue bean with a bell upon it. They decide to give him the part, but they have to find him first because he's walked out of the theater to go get blasted. Right, of course. So, so hold potentially it. hide off and hide, hide up somewhere. You know, he's because one of the things that sort of is part of his downfall is that he's a big lush now. He's an alcoholic. Oh, is he a lush? A well known oh, alcoholic. A lush oh, lusher. Oh, does he like the Bali corn? Oh my god. So, Holden uh, Holden Holden tracks him down, and here's where we get introduced to to Gee, Grace Kelly. Grace now, Grace Kelly. Kelly is his his wife. They're living a down and out life. Uh, this is like a shithole one bedroom apartment, like the one like Matthew Broderick's from uh, you know what uh, what the, the fuck was that election? Mm-hmm. You know, just like a one room, every you know, like the shitters right next to the bed. Yeah, New York apartment, the the kind of thing you can only find in New York and San Francisco now. Hey, yeah. So so okay. So so Holden goes to sort of making the offer, and the mm-hmm. wife is like. She didn't even know that 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 her husband Ben Crosby had gone for the audition, right. and and really when when Crosby comes back, what what becomes clear mm-hmm. is that Crosby's really down on his luck. Yeah, that he's been doing these shitty sort of you know singing jobs. Mm-hmm. That they have been on Skid Row for years. That she's been sort of like the quote unquote supportive wife, but right. that he's always on the edge of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And and Holden basically says, you know, get. Ten minutes or something. I want an answer. Here's twenty bucks. Let me leave. And he leaves. And, and as they begin to talk, it's like she has been. He's. She's his mother. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's right. been Crosby's mother. Right. Is, is really in this movie. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. He's just. He just can't hold anything together. Any responsibility. If they give him a, like a two week pay or play sort of contract, which right. is something most actors don't want, he sees it as a good thing because then I can quit after two weeks and they won't right. saddle me with this thing and it'll fall apart. And he's, right. he's looking for the loophole. He's just got. There's, there's, you, he's, he's born walking, to lose. He's a walking crisis of a possibility. You know. Yeah. And part of the and part of it, we eventually get we eventually oh, sort of get the backstory yes. of what happened here uh, in that he had. Been, uh, he had been in charge of his son and was yeah. not paying attention. and was doing a photo op. Yeah, in fact, for for something or other. He was essentially responsible to neglect <laughs> for his son being run over. Right, and then his son, yeah, son runs out in the middle of traffic because yeah. because kids are stupid. Yeah, and uh, gets gets himself all killed, and then mm-hmm. being Crosby at that at their end. Can't can't um, can't bear the thought of his own responsibility. Yeah, well, 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 that's the story on the surface. Yeah, so so it's sort of like that. Now the struggle is it's twofold. One is is that, and he has also convinced Holden right. that the crazy one is the wife. That, yes. he, that, that he can't hide that he's a little shaky, but really right. that he's become shaky because his wife is so shaky. His wife's a hopeless alcoholic. His wife tries to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So he has to make good to keep his it, wife together, it, when in fact, it's ha- just the opposite. Right. Half the shaky, by the way, is him having to prop her up. When in fact, yeah. as Joe just said, it's it's completely the other way around. And Holden buys it. So for a while, so Holden really hates, you know, oh, uh, Jean. fucking rips into Grace her. It's like, it's like embarrassing. Uh, yeah. I just like, she rips into if her. If you were supportive, this is why I don't like strong women. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> 
but but so so there's obviously that tension. There's a tension of like, mm-hmm. will um, Crosby be able to hold it together through like, an initial bad reviews, which yeah. oftentimes happen when you take it on the road. To sure, sort of retool. Which, they take uh, it to Boston initially. A Boston. So yeah. so you know, it's all this sort of tension, and then and then it's about the truth coming out, and the right. truth sort of being revealed, and 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 Holden having to sort of like eat his words first of all because mm-hmm. he's he's really given Grace Kelly hell for, yeah. for being the sort of like anchor albatross around her husband's neck. Right. This 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 harpy taking you know just ruining the poor man. Okay, so I'm going to say this before I get into Grace Kelly. I'm going to say this. Here's where it's a movie I like so much that a 1954 movie can make me a little misty, this one. And it does. Where it falls apart is that, for me, toward the end, as soon as Holden finds out the truth, he immediately falls for Grace Kelly. Yeah. It's a little... Yeah. It's a little weirdly convenient. And and like there there should have know. been a little bit more time between the two events. Somehow that's like immediate. The same writing, mm-hmm. the, the the lines that were written for Holden and Grace Kelly feel over the top out of his mouth. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I like what she does. I think she's fucking fantastic in this movie. I got to agree. Um, actually, you know, I, I would say, well, okay, let's just back up really quickly. Back it up. Boop, as far boop. as the, <laughs> he's called me fat. Um, so as uh, as the whole the the whole movie. I would say I've never seen. I don't know that I've ever knowingly seen an Odette's anything so right. far. I have to say, like a lot of the dialogue is just on the fucking border yeah. of going straight into camp and unbelievability, mm-hmm. but it kind of doesn't do it. Yeah. Um, and it's much more obvious when Holden's doing it, and Grace Kelly does. She's fucking tremendous. Okay, first off, this is the first time I think I've seen Grace Kelly not looking luminous in front of a camera. She looks like. Look, she looks like a like a very plain housewife. I mean, it's very, very attractive much the, the, in her sense. Charlize Theron. Um, I mean, so many women have tried this this route where it's mm-hmm. like I'm a beautiful woman. I'll ugly myself up, and here's right. my Academy Award. And as far as I know, the only two I really, really give credit to are Charlize Theron in Monster, yeah, 2003, and and Grace Kelly in this film. Yeah, she, she is convincing. She she is. She leaves off the makeup. She is straightforward. She's yeah. She's great. She's got. She's got some power. She's got a Catherine Hepburn sort of power going on that you don't normally see yeah. in a Grace Kelly performance at all. Yeah. And so she's great. She's wonderful. I have to say, though, what I found really fascinating in this movie mm-hmm. was the actor who sort of robbed, who kind of stole it from uh, the rest of the crew in, in some senses for me was I was surprised at Bing, Kelly, uh, Bing Crosby. He was good. He was fucking great. I've never seen him act. In a, I've never seen him be a real person in a movie. Before he's always been, yeah. he's always kind of a caricature ba, ba, of himself. Ba, 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 and of course, now, of course, there is a, a shitload of irony in the fact that his most real feel, feeling performance is probably he didn't have to reach very far for that. Hey, I'm going to go be a shitty alcoholic. He and Holden were probably like, eh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's <a> <laughs> method acting. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that Bing Crosby, who wore. A kind of a believable toupee in life, mm-hmm. because who would believe that anyone would have such a a, a meager toupee? Yeah, <laughs> actually had little toupee wings, mm-hmm. and so he would take his wing toupees off his the top of his regular toupee. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Bing Crosby was a he, shit of a human being. He really was. He played a wonderful <laughs> turd box. Yeah, and uh, and it was kind of it was cool to see. I, it was yeah. just watching him stretch out. That was really one of the fascinating elements to it for me. You yeah, know, as well as watching. Great, you know, Grace Kelly do it too. So yeah. it was, fuck. I yeah, mean, yeah. Good goddamn movie overall. I thought it was fantastic. It's yeah. a, it's a first rate drama. First yeah. rate drama. I tell a lot, you, a lot of lot of flaws and a lot of opportunities to pick holes in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to not do that. Yeah, just because I enjoyed the performances. That I I'll saw. tell you a Clifford Odette screenplay mm-hmm. that yeah. you that you have seen. Okay, a little something called the. Sweet, Sweet smell, smell of, of success. success. I'm just remembering that yep. now. Okay, fair yep. enough. Okay. okay. 
All right, so which also has like borderline comedy, uh, you know, campy uh, uh, dialogue throughout. So okay, great. So let's shall we move on to our last. And so final. so we've gone from the sort of like perfunctory Grace Kelly and Dialing for Murder, like keeping it all together, right? To the great Grace Kelly. Like, did, how, she uh, got, did she get? Did uh, she get? She got a nominated. I don't know that she won for I best. Know that she did best, win. She did win. Yeah. Well, she presented me. the Oscar to uh, Ernie Borgnine the next year. Nice. Okay, cool. Yes, to uh, a, a sublime uh, uh, Grace Kelly in um, uh, The Country Girl. Mm-hmm. Now to The Ridiculous. <laughs> this is The Ridiculous? Now, th- this, is, I believe, this is, is Grace Kelly's last movie before marrying yeah. Prince Rainier of Monaco. Isn't that a fucking becoming a way, princess, to, way to jump off the, the balcony? And then dying 30 years later. Ah, absolutely. And she did a few things in between there, I'm sure. Yeah. She pulled anyway. out some some really worthless kids. Oh, what's the year on this one? It's nineteen. <laughs> I, never, I never remember the years. Nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty-six. A great. I mean, a dignified. I'd say opening by Mister <laughs> Louis Armstrong. my white friends. Oh boy. Oh man. Hey, the man had to pay rent. Leave him I alone. I guess so. So, really, what this is, I should say, this is a musical remake of the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia story, which I had ne- not seen until two months ago. I saw it in the theater with your dad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I have to say, this movie is a joke next to the Philadelphia. <laughs> the, Philadelphia the Philadelphia story is actually a it's really a good really movie. Great movie. This is just a shitty movie that I like. This is yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a musical. This is a, and I don't really care for musicals nope. as a rule, but this no. is it's slick. Musical it's production slick. values. Here's got, what it has. It's got Frankie. It's Every it's... family event in Daly City, California, outside <laughs> of San Francisco, ended with my drunken aunt and drunken uncle yeah. like swigging gallon uh, bottles of Carlo Rossi rock gut wine and singing, Have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars. Well, did you ever... What a swell party, the swell party, the swell elegant, elegant party this is. Oh, yeah. They, and we know those words. And then they would weave their way home drunk in there. Yeah, I, really, I, I don't know what the fuck Joe's trying to paint a picture of them, like, drinking out of, like, a fucking oh, liquor bottle. Oh, no, they yeah. were pouring it into glasses and then oh, sloshing it One pinky down. up, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so because, I mean, we, our family just loves dignified. this movie, even I, though the yeah. movie itself is not very dignified. But, I mean, it's a fun story. It's fun. It's very fun. Right. So, we're talking Talking about um, it's 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 uh, oh, we're the hoi polloi of Rhode Island here, basically. Uh, it's, yes, and, and the mansions of Rhode Island. Grace yeah. Kelly, uh, sort of reviving the Catherine Hepburn role, is um, I think her name is Tracy Lords. Which, Tracy Lords. That was a porn star later on, wasn't I, it? I've always wondered if Tracy <laughs> Lord, the porn star, had, yeah. had swiped that, and and why not? We'll do an episode on her later on, but but Tracy she Lord, didn't love, she didn't love fucking as much as. Uh, as Grace great. Kelly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the socialite from North Philadelphia. Oh, where's that wristwatch of mine? So she's she's getting she's uh divorced, rich, and getting remarried. Yes, remarried uh, to a drip man, a square. A real square tire, <laughs> man. <laughs> Having previously been married to the incredibly hip and easily forty years older than her. Yes. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, <laughs> who's a hip bop a deep bop hipster with <laughs> hanging out and by the way, in nineteen fifty six it's kind of a Louis Armstrong was not hip. At all. 
Oh no no! He they they kind of made fun of him at that point. Yeah. Miles Davis would make fun of him, and yet that's that's how square the movie is. That that Bing Crosby is like the swinging kid wearing his little like yeah. sailor's outfit. This is aimed <laughs> specifically at our family, dude. As very very the very whiteness of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so you know Bing Crosby is um, uh, he's reviving the Cary Grant role. He's sort of an annoying um, ex drunk. Right. In this one, yes, um, who's come to sort of like bother her essentially. In the meantime, right, Grace, while, while her nuptials are are, are 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 looming more and more. In the meantime, <laughs> Grace Kelly's father, mm-hmm. um, who's divorced the mother, is a kind of a philandering million or billionaire. Yes, he's, and, he's the billionaire who makes us laugh at how cute billionaires are. <laughs> that's right. He's not Donald Trump. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But this is the this is the this is the captive millionaire of the movies, right? So so um, uh, some sort of uh, like a National Enquirer type magazine, Spy magazine, Spy magazine. has some sort of. Um, Photographic evidence of him in a dalliance with a young secretary or something, mm-hmm. um, and they are threatening to print it unless they're able to cover the wedding of a right. socialite. Um, and anyway, so the the, the journalist and photographer um, Frank, is it, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra is the journalist. Yes, boy, there's a natural ah, casting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is it in this instance? Unlike the original Philadelphia well, the original story, was Jimmy Stewart, right? Was Jimmy Stewart in this instance? Oh, yeah. It's really just an excuse to have Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. and and Grace Louis, Kelly and Louis, and Louis Armstrong, Armstrong in the background, just sort of hanging around Rhode Island, being cool as fuck, singing in a it 1930s up. 1930s way in 1950s. Quips, yeah, little plays and word, my friend. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I don't, I, I, there's nothing Say to that's love about French. A, there's nothing to love about this movie, but I kind of love it anyway. And, uh, it's fun, but here's it's the a thing, fun could movie. you, now here's the question, here's a sort of a yeah. philosophical could you recommend, recommend this movie knowing that it's only worth to you, Tom, is the personal sort of nostalgia that you have for it? Depends on the person, it, it depends entirely on the person. I mean, yeah. If you find what kind of nerd would you recommend this movie? I know, actually, to no nerd. Okay. This would not go to any kind of a film nerd at all. Yeah, this would go to somebody who is like, uh, you know, I like musicals, and I haven't seen enough black and white movies in color. Mm. I, it, it's just if somebody who likes who mm, likes mm, mm, movies for the sheer fun of them, that kind of a person. Yeah, and this has that going on. This has that going for it, if nothing else. Okay. And Grace Kelly is. Um, I, I we're back to the. It's the perfunctory sandwich. She's here's the the perfunctory slice of bread. Yeah. She's making it work. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of funny. Yeah, and nobody ever nobody nobody got poor making putting Bing Crosby or Frank Sinatra in a movie for for the very good reason that they're yep. entertaining fucking people to watch. Yeah, great acting, not even close. The nope. Philadelphia Story is so fucking much way a better movie. Better. Right, right, yeah, but yep. uh, but um, but I would say worth watching all three of these movies. I would go out and say are are, are definitely worth the effort. Very good. Well, the great Grace Kelly, mm. she left us too soon, Tommy. She did, and yeah. she did while singing. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Hi-ya. If you'd like to support us and get extra Ooh, yeah. episodes like this, Jim, <laughs> for five dollars a month or uh, more, you can have access to a growing treasure trove. A trove, my friend. What we're calling Finley's Fine Reserves. Secret yes. episodes available only to subscribers. Right, because we just didn't want to call it the Vault. Okay. Yeah. So. And um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be really sweet. And Tom, you hey, business? why don't you join me on my website, uh, TomSmithComedy.com, for more adventures in the 
art of laughing and living and loving. <laughs> hey, Tom. <laughs> yes, Joe. Have you heard us in the, the stars? stars? Next, Next July, July we collide with Mars.